Holistic Brain Health with Riley Ramosco, Traditional Naturopath. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with new vibes, new branding. I am back. I took a little bit of time off in case you hadn't noticed, or maybe you forgot about me and that's okay, <laughs> but we are back and we're in a new phase. I'm so excited for this next phase, but don't worry if you've been around for the gut health and all things digestion, that's not going to go away completely because we're moving into brain health and you should know by now of the gut brain connection. So the gut will still be a large part of my work, but I'm shifting into purely neurological. So anything to do with the brain, we're talking mood disorders like anxiety and depression. We're talking cognitive issues like brain fog, poor memory, trouble concentrating, and we're talking neurological and movement disorders like dystonia, Parkinson's, essential tremor, just anything to do with the brain that's going to be my focus. And we got to love our brains because the brain is basically the controller of the whole body. It sends signals to every single organ and it's just so important, but the gut is still a very large part of that. So don't worry. We are shifting into a new phase and I'm really excited. I hope many of you will stick around and even invite other people. Maybe you know someone who's dealing with crippling anxiety or depression or some type of movement disorder. If you've been around for some time, you probably know that I myself have been dealing with a movement disorder called dystonia. I have cervical dystonia and dystonia is just a generalized term for a movement disorder that affects a certain part of the brain. It results in tremors, muscle spasms, twitches, and abnormal posture. It's technically a neuromuscular disorder. I've had it for 13 years and it has gotten worse the last few years. I'm actually at the point where I've tried nearly everything, especially in holistic health, I've exhausted all my options and I'm now looking into deep brain stimulation surgery, which is primarily used for Parkinson's, but they also use it for dystonia. So that's why it's become a real passion of mine. I mean, I've healed my gut, I've healed my thyroid, my hormones, my adrenals, my skin, everything in between, but the brain was the biggest monster and I just unfortunately couldn't handle it myself, but just understanding that neurological journey and the trouble, I just have a newfound passion for it. And I want to help other people who are trying to help their brains or deal with some type of neurological issue, cognitive, anything to do with the brain. Now, my case is a little bit rare. I'm not saying that the brain can't be fixed. That's actually the opposite of what I'm saying. There is major neuroplasticity, meaning that the brain has this ability to regenerate, create new neurons, new pathways. And there's so many tools that we have in the field of holistic health. And we got to have these foundations down either way. Even if we go into something like surgery, we still need to make sure that our brains are healthy and we're taking care of them. And that is going to be my focus from now on. I am going to help chronic illness warriors find brain health and restore brain harmony with holistic principles. I'm so excited and uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm ecstatic <laughs> to start this new journey and I really look forward to it. It's kind of revamped my passion. I was getting a little bit drained, a little bit disconnected for a while there and now I'm back 
and honored to start this new journey with you. So again, if you or anyone you know is dealing with anything in regards to the brain, send them this way. This is going to be an amazing, informative podcast with lots of great tips, great information, lots of education. So thank you so much for listening. Now, I wanted to leave you guys with some brain healthy tips just to start the new season and give you guys some great information and resources. So in regards to caring for the brain, obviously everyone's brain is different. We always say this, everyone has a unique journey. These are just generalized tips. So these are very basic. They might not even work for you, but they are for the general public. If you need a more specific plan that works for you, that's when you start working with an expert in the field who can create that individual plan and customization for you, the stuff that you need compared to someone else. Your plan will look different from someone else's. But I want to leave you still with these brain healthy tips, okay? So I want to start with some basic brain supporters to support healthy brain function and recovery. This is going to be nutrition and supplements primarily. So for the brain, we definitely want high quality fats. Most of our nerves and neurons, the myelin sheath that covers it is protein-based, but also fat-based. So we need to make sure that we're getting enough healthy fats in our diet. And these high-quality fats, things like grass-fed ghee, butter, wild-caught fish, salmon, olive oil, avocados, and walnuts. And notice how walnuts look like a brain. <laughs> I think that's just so amazing in regards to nature, how we look at these plants or whatever we're looking at, the types of foods, and they look like the organ that they're meant to support. I just think that's incredible. So... Uh, if you ever look at walnuts, you can remember they're healthy for the brain. And we also need complete proteins for brain health. Complete proteins are primarily from animal foods, but you can still get them from plant foods, okay? But there's eggs. Eggs are very healthy, very high in choline, which is essential for brain health. Meat, just any type of meat you primarily want um, grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic, very high-quality meat. And if you'd like to delve into the organ meats, you can totally do that. They're more nutritious. I really wish I could tolerate those, but I just can't. I would love to get all that nutrition, but organ meats are very high in nutrition, obviously. And any type of fish, especially wild-caught, try not to get farm-raised. Just do the best you can. I mean, I know there's so many different rules that we have to follow, but just doing the best you can, eating the most high-quality foods as much as possible, or even grow your own. That's the best way. Of course, rice and beans, when you combine them, they form a complete protein. Tofu, edamame, soy actually is a complete protein. A lot of people don't know that. And so is quinoa. They actually have all the essential amino acids. Now, the protein density is not as high as you would find in animal proteins, but they are still very high protein foods and they have fiber, which is a bonus. Fiber, as we know, is great for the gut, which will be great for the brain. And so we talked about high quality fats, complete proteins, now antioxidants, anything in fruits, vegetables, usually these plant foods, animal foods do not have antioxidants compared to plants. 
So we're talking about foods like berries, citrus, purple yams or purple potatoes, grapes, especially the red and purple, and carrots and tomatoes. Those are the primarily high antioxidant foods, but there's so many other fruits and vegetables and they all have different antioxidants based on the color. So high quality fats, complete proteins, antioxidants, and now spices. So spices that bring circulation to the brain or reduce inflammation, things like cayenne pepper, turmeric, ginger, Ceylon cinnamon actually helps balance blood sugar and it also chelates ammonia in the gut. And in high amounts, ammonia can be toxic to the kidneys, the gut, also the brain. Okay, so cayenne, turmeric, ginger, and Ceylon cinnamon. We want to do Ceylon because it's a little bit safer compared to regular cassia cinnamon due to, I forgot the name of the component, but it can interfere with liver health. 30-second interruption. Are you tired of trying different things without results? Holistic health is full of contradictions and is ever-changing, which can be very overwhelming. That's why I help people create their own brain healthy plan that actually works. I've helped hundreds of people regain their health and you can too. Just apply to work with me at the link in the show notes. Now back to the podcast. Okay, and now other things like mushrooms. Mushrooms are very good for the brain, especially lion's mane. You can actually eat lion's mane mushroom or you can supplement it. It's very high in nerve growth factor, so it helps form new nerves and neural pathways, helps with memory, cognition, and any kind of nerve or neurological disorder. I actually take it because I have issues with my nerves for, with the dystonia. Reishi, another great brain healthy mushroom. Um, ashwagandha, again, these are some supplements that I'm talking about. Ashwagandha is a great uh, stress modulator. So it's great for people who have overactive stress or underactive. These types of adaptogens help bring that into balance, the stress response of the body. Sphingolin, sphingolipids are actually helpful proteins and fats to help form the myelin sheath of the nerves. This myelin sheath encapsulates the nerve so that the signals transfer more efficiently. In conditions like multiple sclerosis, we have something called demyelination, which actually causes the myelin sheath to break down. And then we can have abnormal signals coming from the nerves and cause symptoms like muscle tremors or weakness or twitches, anything to deal with uh, abnormal muscle health. And we also have GABA. GABA is a calming amino acid for the brain, very helpful for anxiety and sleep. Magnesium, all types, but primarily magnesium malate, glycinate, L-threonate, those are primarily good for the nervous system. We have lemon balm. This is a calming herb. It's also a little antimicrobial, so it helps with anyone who's dealing with any intracellular microbes or infections that might irritate the nervous system. There's passion flower, which is another calming herb, great for anxiety and sleep. Rhodiola, bacopa, these are adaptogenic herbs to help support the nervous system. Go to cola, another great one for the nervous system, a little antimicrobial. Ginkgo biloba, this one is great for blood thinning and circulation and also memory. But be careful with this one. It can cause some blood thinning, so it interacts with other 
blood thinning supplements or especially medications. And this one you actually don't want to take, I think, up to maybe two weeks before surgery. So keep that in mind. Omega-3, always great for the brain. We got to make sure that we have a little bit more omega-3 in comparison to omega-6. That's the problem today is our omega-6 is completely shot up with all the vegetable oils and unhealthy fats that we're consuming. We want to make sure that we're getting more omega-3 compared to omega-6 and especially EPA and DHA. We can convert these from plant-based omegas. I actually like algae omega instead of um, fish oil. Fish oil is actually very unstable and it can cause oxidative stress in the body due to its rancidity. It's kind of the same principle behind these vegetable oils and these unstable oils that basically bring damaged molecules into our body. I have an older episode, The Truth About Fats. It's with Udo Erasmus. He's the creator of Udo's Choice Oils. If you want to scroll back down, I'm pretty sure it's called the truth about fats or the truth about oils, something along those lines. But you'll see Udo, his name, U-D-O, showing up. That is such a great and informative episode about the actual processing behind these harmful oils and what fats that we actually need. Great information there, but you do want to make sure you have omega-3, 6, and 9 in balance. Udo knows all about the balance. He's great about that. So, And then finally, vitamin D, of course, great for the brain, helpful for hormones. It's just an essential nutrient. Try to get it mostly from sunlight, but we can also supplement it in cloudier or colder areas. And I forgot to mention chia seeds, flax seeds, these are very high in omegas. And then garlic, really great for circulation as well, immune function because of that gut immune connection with the brain. Okay, so we went over some high quality fats, complete proteins, antioxidants, spices, and others, and also supplements. Don't forget to feed your microbiome with those polyphenol foods, those cultured and fermented foods, the prebiotic foods, butyric acid, we want to make sure that we're feeding and creating a diverse and healthy microbiome because the microbiome directly influences the brain. So the polyphenols, things like berries, pomegranate, red beets, purple yams, cherries, red apples, mostly your purples, reds, blues, those are your polyphenol foods, and your cultured and fermented foods. So we have non-dairy and dairy yogurts, kefir, probiotic carrots, miso, tempeh, natto, pickles, anything pickled, sourdough bread. Those are very cultured and fermented foods that are healthy for gut health. Prebiotic foods, any type of fiber is basically a prebiotic that's going to feed your microbiome, but especially foods like bananas, uh, either yellow or green bananas, The green is a little bit higher in resistant starch, so it feeds the microbiome and it helps with blood sugar. Artichoke, guar gum, raw dairy, if you can tolerate it. And by the way, raw dairy is easier to digest because it's non-homogenized, non-pasteurized. So it has all the enzymes and probiotics in it necessary to create healthy digestion. 
other prebiotics like oats, greens, beans, legumes, garlic, onions, apples, cabbage, honey. Some sensitive guts might not be able to tolerate these foods, and that's okay. Again, everyone is different. And then finally, butyric acid or butyrate. You can supplement butyrate. I recommend it all the time. Or you can get it from grass-fed butter and ghee, Parmesan cheese, and raw dairy. Okay, so that was just some very basic brain healthy information nutrition wise. And don't forget to avoid as much as possible these foods that might aggravate brain symptoms and trigger neuroinflammation. Things like processed dairy, processed sugar, gluten for some people, nightshades, lectins, oxalate, histamines, food additives, especially these excitotoxin things like MSG, processed sugar, processed dyes, preservatives, caffeine. There are other ways to get a healthier boost of caffeine, a little bit more stabilized compared to coffee. There's things like matcha, green tea, maca, ginseng, mushroom coffee. A lot of these things like green tea and matcha have the calming effects of L-theanine, which helps to modulate the excitatory effects of the caffeine. So that's why I love green tea and matcha. I also love mushroom coffee, especially Rise. I have a discount code if you want to reach out to me for that. And the mushroom coffee has lion's mane in it, so great for brain health, also reishi and some other things. And we also want to avoid artificial sweeteners as much as possible. I know we hear that sugar is the devil all the time, but to be honest, I would much rather have processed sugar than an artificial sweetener because these have been proven to cause digestive discomfort, a lot of cramping, bloating, gas type of symptoms, and they have shown negative effects on the gut microbiome. And we know that the microbiome directly affects the brain and they are also excitotoxins. So this is a word to describe a category of ingredients that create a very excitatory and overstimulation effect on the brain. Chronically, that can become a major problem. So we want to make sure that we avoid artificial sweeteners. If you want to use any occasional sweeteners, I like turbinado, which is basically just raw sugar. There's coconut sugar, date sugar. These are a little bit lower glycemic compared to raw sugar. I would much prefer these over artificial ones, to be honest. Uh, stevia and monk fruit, if you do zero calorie sweeteners, those are the best too. But the problem with monk fruit is you'll often find erythritol in the ingredients. So be careful, look out for that. Things like erythritol, these are polyols. Erythritol, mannitol, sorbitol, xylitol. <sighs> this, there's mixed opinions, but I personally believe the polyols have negative effects on the gut microbiome and the research to back that up as well but you definitely want to stay away from aspartame, sucrose, dextrose, any of these excitotoxin sweeteners, okay? So there you go, your common brain irritants there. And then earlier we talked about brain supporters, brain healthy nutrition. I'm so excited for this next journey again. We're moving into solely brain health, but don't worry, the gut will still be a large part of that. I even talked about it today multiple times, that gut-brain connection. We do need a healthy gut for a healthy brain, so I'm so thankful that the gut health path led me to my true passion, which is neurological health. So thank you so much, guys, for listening and there's so much to come, I promise you. Stick around and 
we will embark on this next journey together. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the links in the show notes or my main website, holisticreilly.podia.com, where you can find more information on how to work with me and how to feel empowered in your brain health journey.